We Got the Geek is recorded before a live studio audience. Hey, Jimmy George, wait up a sec. Hey, come on, Rick, I got people hey, waiting for that's Tyler! <laughs> what are you looking at? That's Tyler! Where do you think you go? Tyler! Woo! Neptune High, right? Check it out, right here! Go see Devils! You and me, Tyler! Yeah! Go, Tyler! Go, Tyler! Go, Tyler! Go! Go, Tyler! Go, Tyler! Go, Tyler! Whoa! Lincoln, Tyler! Lincoln, Tyler! Lincoln! Ow! My lucky number seven! All right, everyone, it's uh, Jay Stu. I'm uh, sitting here once again with the lovely Sarah J. Who? You. <laughs> oh, me. Hi. <laughs> uh, very excited. We're still in quarantine. Yeah. Unfortunately. Not excited about that. No. We are excited that uh, on the phone with us right now, we have uh, a good friend of ours, one of the co-founders of We Got the Geek Woo-hoo. back in 2013. Uh, oh, my God. He's like forever. He loves Firefly. You love him. You know him. It's Mr. Uh, Ryan McNabb. How you doing, sir? Hey, doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's no problem. And it's a, it's a special occasion because uh, we're going to revive an old... Uh, an old podcast favorite, uh, the cage match. If I'm not mistaken, this is our third cage match. It is. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say, we didn't cancel cage match. We just took a five-and-a-half-year break between episodes. <laughs> we caged the cage match. Get uh, it, cage. But, get it, cage. Get it. So, <laughs> so for people out there that have never heard this segment, it's just basically us talking about Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> the good and the bad. The good and the bad. And what's real funny, like the very first one we did, which I thought was going to be huge, because we talked about, I thought, the two best Nick Cage movies, Con Air and uh, The Rock, <laughs> barely any hits. Oh, wow. And then uh, in December of 2014, we got together with Jay Hunter, and we reviewed uh, Trapped in Paradise. Is that it? That's the one they filmed around here? I guess so. Yeah, I never one of my that. favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, it was him and John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. They were in St. Catharines filming this back in the 90s. Oh, that's funny. If I'm and not then, mistaken, Niagara on a Lake. Yeah, and then somewhere around Ridley family. College. Oh, my God. And then we also reviewed The Family Man, the uh, one he I did with Don Cheadle. One. And you know what? To this day, that particular segment <laughs> still gets hits. <laughs> well, that's it's funny. a good one. That's why. Well, yeah, I guess. No, no, guess. It's good. <laughs> um, so I, I did a little figuring out today, Ryan. So since the last Cage match, guess how many movies Nicolas Cage has made? I know. Like, well, just seeing. I haven't seen anything really recent from no, him, but. They're all directed video. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. Is I know most of them have been directed I'd have to think he's probably done like 15. 31. Yeah, 31 like, movies in five years. Full roles, though? Like, has he done full roles? Uh, yeah. Well, a couple of them were animated movies. Did you see Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, I did. With him, uh, the Spider-Man noir yep. version. Yeah. And then, yes. uh, which was real cool, they, there was a, a Teen Titans go to the movies movie. Yeah. And he did the voice of Superman, which was pretty cool because he was supposed to play Superman in the 90s. See, that I remember. Yeah, no, my kids, they watch Teen Titans, so I know he's done guest voice roles, but yeah. I didn't know he's done 30. Oh, my God, that's, yeah. 31. that's insane. Hadn't heard of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look it up. He's uh, he's pretty much got the same career as Bruce Willis now. Oh, dear. Oh. That's just, that's a low blow, man. Low blow. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. 
But um, we talked it over, and we came up with a couple Nick Cage classics. Yeah, we um, did. Sorcerer's Apprentice, which actually was the last time I saw a live-action Nick Cage movie in the theater. Yeah, and, uh, I can't remember the last time for me, but... Yeah, and then Snake Eyes from 1998, which I saw in the theater in 98, bought the VHS tape, and I haven't seen it in 20 years until this week. Dude, you're still dating yourself, man. I know. <laughs> I know. See, Sorcerer's Apprentice, like, out of the two, like, that, it's, I still enjoy Like, I'll watch that every couple of years, whereas Snake Eyes, yeah. it's probably been 25 years for me since the last time, and it was on, like... One of the U.S. stations yeah. edited out, so... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> which is always fun. Well, yeah. uh, which one do you want to talk about first, actually, sir? Oh, uh, we can do Snake Eyes, and then we can save the best for that. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take, like, 15 minutes to talk about Snake Eyes. Then. So Snake Eyes, 1998. Yep. Uh, directed by Brian De Palma of Carrie fame and The Untouchables, I think. Yes. Kevin Costner movie. Yep. And... Uh, I hadn't seen this in 20 years, and as soon as I put it on, I, I started remembering it. <laughs> I was at a scale of 1 to 10 crazy Nick Cage. This is probably about a 6. <laughs> Just for that Go Tyler, Go Tyler <laughs> chant alone. Yeah. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Sarah? You had a better memory of it than I did. I really enjoyed Snake Eyes. It was a really good thriller. It was a whodunit kind of film set in during a boxing match. And it was just, it, it, there was a lot of action going on in a lot of different places. And it just all seemed to just blend together really well. And the story was really put well together. And the, I love Gary Sinise. And you think, oh, you know, like, they're teaming up, and yay, and then you find out the truth, and you're like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan was an a-hole. Lieutenant Dan Lieutenant was Dan. Dan. Like, well, yeah. I think I agree with Sarah on that. Like, it's, it's one of these movies, though, that I don't think you'd watch repeatedly unless you watch it every 15, 20 years, because then you don't remember it. That's yeah. what I did. Um, but that said, I mean... I, with the way De Palma kind of directed it and the way Nick Cade was, this is one of his, I would say one of his, his the perfect Nick Cage movies back in the day. Um, it did kind of leave me thinking, like, okay, well, what's going to happen? Right? Yeah. But I, I, it was good. I mean, I still have better Nick Cage movies that I prefer, but yeah, it was still good overall. I mean, it, put it this way, it is a movie that, if you like you said, he's done thirty direct the DVD or Blu-ray <laughs> yeah. or whatever you call it nowadays. But I don't know. This, this is a movie that I would add to a collection. Just I wouldn't watch it as often. Yeah, because honestly, if you watch it too many times, then it kind of loses that. Um, well, the mystery, know. the appeal. Well, yeah, the mystery's right? like, gone because you're already like, yeah, yeah, it was him. You know. You gotta find friends that haven't watched it, and then have yeah. them go. Exactly. Oh, just you need to shut up and not say anything and spoil it. Yeah, this was from a period uh, where I, I have the sweet period of Nick Cage movies I prefer from about '95 to 2005. That's when he had Con Air and The Rock and Face Off and all That's those classic. movies. Classic. Like yeah. I would say classic Nick Cage, not <laughs> not too early like. Maybe raising Arizona, we should do one of that in our next one. Yeah, for sure. See, I like, didn't even know that was him in that movie yeah. until much later, and I was like, oh, that's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. 
funny thing is you, you do see them, like when you watch his early films to, to like, like you said, late 80s, early 90s, and then to the stuff that's like late 90s, 2000. Yeah. He changed, like he improved, obviously, like any new actor. But I think like UJ, I kind of agree, like there was a time period that it was his best movies. Yeah. And then once we get into The Sorcerer Apprentice, like I said, I enjoyed his character because it wasn't too flamboyant. But yeah. with Snake Eyes, I think that is your typical Nick Cage, like how he was, like, look at the, the suits he wore. Oh, yeah. He was, like, do you that, know what I mean? Like, that's... With that loud yellow shirt. Exactly. <laughs> but I, it was a good movie. This, this would be a movie even my dad would enjoy. He would like these types of genres. Yeah, I dug it. Looking at IMDb, I had a couple trivia facts I want to share with the kids here. <laughs> so, Kevin Dunn was the name of the character that uh, Lieutenant Dan played. Okay. And uh, originally, you know who was up for that role? Who? Rick Will, Springfield. No, Will Will Smith. Seriously? Yeah. No. So when Will Smith was starting to get into act, get out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Instead, uh, Will Smith went and filmed another thriller called Enemy of the State at the same time. Oh. I don't... I don't know, remember... Enemy of the State didn't do so well. No, it, it had... Uh, I want to say Gene Hackman was in it and Jason Lee as well. I think you were right. I saw it. I can't I remember know. a thing about it. Isn't it funny when you look at who actors should have been that they pass up the role? Oh, yeah. It's just now that we've watched it, I don't know if I could see Will Smith in that type of role. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just... I might be biased because I only just watched the movie a couple hours ago. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, let's not forget, we talked about this in one of the other Cage matches. Uh, Nick Cage was originally up for the Jeff Daniels part in Dumb and Dumber. Seriously? Yeah. I cannot see it. I cannot see it. Okay, I know... Nicholas Cage has a funny bone, but I'm sorry. Just Daniels has a little more. As much as stupid that movie was, it's <laughs> I couldn't see Nicholas Cage playing in no. that character. No, I think because Nicholas Cage doesn't have that really slapstick, goofy kind of um, humor associated with him. Whereas Jeff yeah, Daniels I, I agree can that. do that. Yeah, I can't really think of a ton of Nick Cage comedies off the top of my head. But even, like, yeah. Raising Arizona, he played, he didn't, like, he was not a It was funny, character. but not comedic. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't think it was, he may have a funny one, but it wasn't, like, a Jeff Daniels role. Anyhow, the other tidbit I found out about Snake Eyes. So, um, Tyler the Boxer, um, his manager, uh, who was in it for a little bit, uh, the actor's name is uh, Chip Zian, and uh, I didn't know, I'd never heard of him before, but upon uh, reading his IMDb, he was the guy that did the voice of Howard the Duck. <laughs> so do you mean the boxer? The boxer's manager, the little guy with the glasses in the dressing room. Oh, the lawyer. Yeah. Wasn't he a lawyer or something like that? Oh, was he? Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was a lawyer, unless I misunderstood. Uh, maybe. He played the actual voice of how, the 80s movie? The, the 1986 George Lucas movie, yeah. Yeah, out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see if I made any other small, notes here. Small, world. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, well, um... What I liked about the character in this movie, like, he was, like, although he was the hero, he was really shady and dirty. Oh, God, yeah. Like, the, probably one 
the dirty oh, stuff. So that's why, it, as much as it was a happy ending, it wasn't. It was yeah. Like, he was the hero, but because he was shady, he still had to pay for his crimes. He's like that's the right. anti-hero, anti-hero. Yes, exactly. Like that, the dark, brooding. It's almost like Batman. Yeah, I said it. No, he's Superman. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. <gasps> Blasphemy. Uh, by the way, I really wish that movie would have been made, getting a little bit off topic here. How cool would that have been? Like, Not cool, but it would have been hilarious. Like for the new Howard the Duck? No, if Nick Cage had actually done that Superman movie, if they had actually gone through with it. Man, I've seen the pictures. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Uh, I don't know. It's like... It's like a B-movie Superman. Oh, speaking of which, it's still on topic for Nick Cage. (laughs) Um, You know the Crisis on Infinite series they just did with all the the, the, the Arrow and Flash shows and all that? Yeah, don't spoil it. I still haven't watched it. Oh, well, I'm not going to spoil it. (laughs) But um, you did know they bring back a lot of characters from other DC shows and movies and stuff. Well, the one thing I know is incorporated into one Earth, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Well, I guess before they started filming this, they had actually reached out to Nick Cage to play Superman on it. Oh, sh- I, oh I was going to say bold, whatever. You didn't swear. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. Go ahead. Uh, they, were, they were stretching it with all the Superman. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Tom, again, off topic, but the Tom won't bring him back was cool. Yeah. I think it was Tom. Tom Wellington. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, no, they brought him back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The fact that, isn't it funny, the fact that he hasn't even created that movie, they only did, like, oh, backstory, they, like, just the prep, but he never went through. Yeah, they That's built funny. sets. That's hilarious. And you know what? I don't think it would have bombed, because it was Tim Burton, too, right? Like, coming off of Batman. True. No, but, okay, now that you said that, look at, like, Michael Cage, Batman, it, again, probably the first two movies are my favorite Batman movies. Yeah. But look how it was. Could you imagine seeing a Superman movie like that, though? <laughs> I don't know. Because Superman's not supposed to be dark. Well, not typically, but it's, I think we're talking about Jada are some Supermans where it is dark, right? Well, oh, Man, of, Man of Steel was a dark movie. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. Like, I understand a lot of comic characters. <laughs> edit that uh, out. We will. Do, <laughs> I do love you. I do love you. I'll edit that out. For Isn't sure. that in the contract? You have to love him. You're married now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Poop. So there. Ha ah, I win. Darn it. Uh, what other stuff did you like in the movie? Um, it, you got to figure. Was it nineteen? Hold on. 98. Let me get my note. 98. Now, yeah. putting things in perspective, it being 2020, I'm like, God, makes you feel old when you watch all these movies. Like, I still remember, like I said, the last time I watched it, I was in my early 20s. So I'm now in my early 40s. <clears throat> you can edit it out. You can say I'm 25. But <laughs> I, I, I liked it. Again, it's not one of my favorite Nick Cage movies, but yeah. I didn't hate it. No, me too. Yeah. Uh, so I know this is on the spot. And if it takes too long to come up with it, I can edit it. <laughs> Out of five, what would your rating be for this, Sarah? Ooh, I got one. Uh, I will give Snake Eyes three and a half 
bells out of five. Three, like the, the bell oh, for the, for the boxing. That's, yeah. Cool. Thank you. See, I, I enjoyed it. I'd say I'd give it, technically, when you think about dice, snake eyes is two ones, but I'm going to do two snake eyes, so four. Oh. I like that, That's eh? smart. Yeah. I, I liked it. It was, a, it was an enjoyable movie. Just, like I said, not one of my favorites, though, <laughs> compared to other Nicholas Cage movies. I'm going to give it four and a half bloody $100 out of five. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 oh, you got me. Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. It was good revisiting that one, actually. I, mm-hmm. uh, I liked it. Me too. All right, so we're going to do a break, <gasps> and uh, we'll throw in one of our famous We Got the Geek commercials. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to skip ahead to the wonderful year of 2010 and talk about The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yay! Yay! Hold on, true believers. There's more We Got the Geek after these words. You're listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find us at POIPodcast.com. For the love of pod. Frank, are you all right? Oh, okay. You should run. <laughs> all right, we're back. We're here with... Uh, That's just magic right uh, there. We're here with the long, long overdue episode three of Cage Match. <laughs> As, co- as co-created by myself and our good friend Ryan McNabb, who's on the other end of the phone tonight, and thanks for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, it's been a while. Yes, yeah. it has. Here's another thing that makes it look like it was a long time ago. The night we recorded the last cage match, you, me, and Hunter all talked about the teaser trailer for Force Awakens that came out that same day. Oh, my God, I don't even remember that. There's been five Star Wars movies since we last did a cage match. Oh, my. <laughs> Pretty bad, actually. Yeah, because we also did a geek survey at your house that day as well. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't remember that. We had uh, had Timbits. I I like how you remember that Timbits. (laughs) I want to say we had pizza, too. I don't remember. That's back when you were still living in Port Colbert. Oh, yeah. Good times. (laughs) All right, so the second movie... I've been meaning to revisit this one for a long time because I've only seen it once in in the theater back in 2010 when it was brand new, and uh, it's uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick Cage and Jay Baruchel, and uh, I especially have been wanting to watch it because about five years ago, four years ago, Sarah and I actually met Jay Baruchel. That's cool. He's I've so heard nice. he's uh, pretty down to earth. Yeah. Nice guy, big comic book guy too. We watched yeah. a panel of his. Uh, it was in a, a, a little, uh, I guess, comic book slash art show at a library in Mississauga. Yeah. And it was cool. He posed for pictures. Yes. He was nice. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I've been meaning to watch it since then, at least, which is four or five years ago. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Nicolas Cage's hair in this movie, second best only to Con Air. Uh, his hair was pretty epic in this movie. Uh, what did you say about Nick Cage when you saw him in this movie, Sarah? What did I say when I saw Nick Cage uh. in this movie? Oh, that. Yeah, go ahead. I said that there's... Okay, Nick Cage, overall, to me, is not a very attractive man. I don't find him attractive. I, it depends on the part he's playing. Like, in Sorcerer's Apprentice, I would absolutely, 100%, hands down, kiss that man. Yeah. 
in Snake Eyes? Hell no. I wouldn't touch him with a ten-foot bull. Jay, could you say the same? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice to know we're on the same page. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. So, in this movie, uh, he's Balthazar. Yes, he's he, a sorcerer. Yeah, from Merlin times. Yes. And he has to find the prime Merlinian, which is a direct descendant of Merlin. Yeah. And he's got all these spells that keep him, keep him young through the years. Yeah. And, no. No? I thought he mentioned Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, I, got, I like, skipped it ahead. I had him trapped yeah. in that jar already. That was cool, by that the way. That was very cool. But Balthazar has to find the child who is the prime Merlinian. And he has that dragon ring that as soon as he has found the prime Merlinian, I just like saying prime Merlinian. Say it again. Prime Merlinian. Say that three times fast. Oh, frig no. I've been drinking, too. Um... The, the ring basically almost comes to life and wraps itself around the chosen finger. And so Balthazar goes through, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And does not find the Primer Linian until, what, 2000? Well, 2000, kind yeah, of. Sort of. And a 10-year-old David is going to, on a trip, and he gets sidetracked, and he's like, yeah. Winds up in Nicholas Cage's shop. Dirty old shop. Dirty old shop. It <laughs> makes it sound like, oi. Oh, by the way, on a, on a scale of a zero to ten craziness for Nick Cage in this movie, he was not very crazy at all. No. No, like he wasn't out there. I think he it fit the role. It was toned down. He, yeah. It was very subdued, and I loved it. And I think that's why it that that made him more kissable. Yeah. <laughs> because he wasn't insane. Uh, so, you know. Ryan? Well, not to mention, I mean, I don't think the movie, yes, it had Nicolas Cage, but it wasn't about Nicolas Cage. So yeah. like the fact that he wasn't in your face as compared to other roles, yeah. I, I like it. I think it fit his character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just, I think it was, it was brilliantly done. And I just liked the whole play on it of, um, like, this, the old Mickey Mouse animated of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like, to the point where uh, Jay Baruchel's character, Dave, actually tries to make brooms and everything come to life to clean, and it's the music from the Mickey Mouse animated. That That's actually sing. one of my favorite scenes. It's beautiful. It was pretty good. And it was just, yeah. it was nostalgic, and it was really so, it was awesome, and I loved it so much. It's the point where where he almost could have electrocuted himself. Yeah. <laughs> if the cage didn't come in, clear everything up, and then just dropped him onto the floor. Like, but it was funny, like him trying to take the axe, just like the cartoon, and it's just yeah. The mop head is like moving. Out. So, like it was funny. I like when you think about all the live action movies now from Disney. Oh jeez. This <laughs> obviously isn't right from the cartoon, but I I like this version. Yep. Yeah. It was beautiful. Uh, some really, really neat effects in this movie, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, that whole mirror thing that they went into at the end of the movie, that was really cool. 
Oh, during the car chase? Yeah, on that car chase. when the so car that, was a, that was another good scene. And again, it wasn't in your face. Like, I thought the special effects were kind of, like, believable. Yeah. yeah. They weren't over the top, and they weren't cheesy. No, exactly. And I think that that really helped it. So, I was happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what else I liked about it. <laughs> Um, the bad guy was Alfred Molina, or you might know him as Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. I absolutely <laughs> love him. He is a fantastic actor. You know, the funny thing, and again, even though it's not about Nicolas Cage, um, Alfred Molina, I didn't realize that he's British. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think I watched an interview out of how many years I've watched him as an actor with his different movies, that he actually is British. I mean, obviously it's believable because you change your accent, but yeah. When you have an actor that can do that, like you don't realize what like accent they have until they actually have a legit one-on-one interview. Oh my god! Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well, the first movie I ever saw him in, he was doing a South American accent at <laughs> the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. oh my god! He that's was the guy right. with all the spiders on his back yes, in the temple. Yes, yeah. Right. That kind of backstab him. Yeah. Satipo. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the first oh movie I ever saw that guy. Actually, just looking at it, it looks like that was its first movie, too. Oh, okay. That's oh, hilarious. That's cool. Yeah, he's a good actor. I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't care for the, the Depeche Mode magician guy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Depeche Mode guy. I think, out of all the magicians around that time frame, I think... That was spot on to what those ones in Las Vegas. You're right. You're right. Showman, showman one. So yeah. I, I thought it was fitting. Oh, big time. Yeah, he was kind of annoying though. <laughs> Didn't care for him, man. Oh, what else? I think it made it made the movie though. Like I mean, that's you can't have another character like Alfred Molina. No. Like, no. You can't have two alpha dogs. True. You could try. On the same side, anyways. You could try. It would bomb badly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Monica Bellucci. I forgot about Ooh. her. Oh, yeah. I used to have such a crush on her, and I totally forgot who she was until this movie. You're funny. As one of the love interests. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I... I I don't think I will go another ten years before I see it again. Yeah, no, I, this is a movie, it, it's one of my list of movies I can rewatch. Like, the last time was actually last year. Like, I have another favorite scene, is the dragon scene when they're in Chinatown. Oh, that's cool. That was so when, awesome. And I don't remember the character that turned the dragon. Remember the guys that were yeah. prancing around in the dragon? Yeah. So he literally turned them into a whole dragon. That was cool. So I was a, yeah, that was funny. Oh, and that also had one of my favorite Nick Cage lines ever. <laughs> Are you insane? A little bit. <laughs> At least that wasn't acting, actually. That that was improvised. <laughs> oh, that was ad-libbed completely. I, I told someone I was watching Snake Eyes, and I said, Nick Cage is crazy in this movie. And they said, you really didn't have to add the in this movie to it. <laughs> it's true. No, that was a good role from like <laughs> Not like some of the other ones where he was just too, not too all over the place, but just too crazy, I guess. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, this is enjoyable. Like I said, this is one of my favorite movies of his. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, this was the last live-action Nick Cage movie I ever saw in a theater, too. Well, I know he's been doing voice work. I just, like the Spider-Man, but 30 movies. Like, I just looked up online when he said that. Like, that's insane. Do you you recognize any of them, by the way? No, I don't. (laughs) They must be, like, straight-to-streaming services and that. It could be. It's it's sad. He won an Oscar. Right? I mean, I guess it depends. Like, some actors are are golden. Like, because he acted, what, was he in his early 20s when he started acting? Yeah. Oh, at least. But it seems like he'll just do any movie now. Um, Well, I mean, he he owes money. That's true, too. What, IRS or something? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he own... He doesn't he own a Superman collection, or did he sell he it? He had, like, ever? one of the best comic book collections ever, and he had to sell it. He had, like, yeah. you know, first appearance of Superman, first appearance of Batman, like, all the big ones. Yeah. And he named his kid Kal-El. Yes. <laughs> and actually, the Nick Cage name, he his real name's Nick Coppola, because Francis Ford Coppola's his uncle. He's a nephew, yeah. He changed his name to Cage because, no, no word of a lie, the character Luke Cage. Yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable, especially with him being a a comic nerd, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. True. But I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm like, why Cage? Not to mention, can you, he didn't want to have that association with his uncle. Yeah. Like, he wanted to he make a name for himself, right? He didn't want favoritism because of who exactly. was. Which makes sense. Yeah, that's so. good. Good good on you, Nick. Yay. Uh, well, not to mention, like, like seeing who directed... It also directed his other films, which we should probably include is... Yeah. Oh, what is the other one? The Disney ones. Uh, National here? Treasure? Yes, one and two. I actually enjoyed those ones. That should be our next one. Uh, okay. Did you know they're finally talking about a three? Yep. See, that was another movie that his character was kissable. That was before 2010 as well, so it was in that sweet spot of Nick Cage time. Because yeah. in The Rock... Totally kissable. Oh, I love The Rock, man. But yeah, the <laughs> National Treasure was great. I yeah. Mind you, know what I just thought about because an advertisement came up. Can you imagine if someone did the AI replace the Tiger King with Cage's face? <laughs> <laughs> I see Cage that happening. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I need to see that. By the way, if we uh, ever if we ever do train, face right, if we ever do <laughs> face off, I don't think I can sit through it. I like Face Off. I think I did too. Both Travolta and when they once their faces traded, so yeah. to speak, I think they kind of channeled each other. I, I liked it. That was well, my favorite, but it's the one I enjoyed. I loved it back in the day. I tried to watch it about a year and a half ago, and I couldn't get past like John Travolta kept touching his kid's face all creepily, and then Nick Cage <laughs> had that weird thing on his face. I don't know. It was I'll try it again. <laughs> I got That's funny. Yeah, I mean, we still have Schwal. As you said, he only he's done thirty. I mean, so we definitely have a choice of movies. We should just flip a coin and like choose one of those direct-to-video movies and see. You know, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, funny. so uh, what kind of a rating do we want to give the Sorcerer's Apprentice? Mm. I mean, I, I like it. I for myself, if you don't mind me, just. Because I don't want to lose my pun. Five bowls out of five bowls. 
Nice. I'm going to give it five old man shoes out of five old man shoes. Very nice. <laughs> These are old man shoes. And then, oh, okay, yes. And I like the fact that they just pan down to his shoes. Like, yeah. They were nice. I liked them. I'm I'm still trying to think of. Oh, well, while you think, you I'm just going to say. You got to beat our Sarah. I was Go very, on. I was very mad at Nick Cage for not putting Jay Baruchel's dresser back when he asked him to. Yeah. Okay. Can you put my dresser back. Funny. <laughs> I think I got it. All right. I will give it four and a half. Um, iron birds out of five. That was a cool effect yeah. too. I like that effect. You know what? Since you are new to the cage match, Sarah, yeah, I uh, would like to ask you: Do you have a favorite Nick Cage movie? I don't know. I because I, I mean I like him as an actor. I I I think he's a brilliant actor. Uh, sometimes a little weird, and I believe he's a method actor, but I'm not sure. Um, I have to say, yeah, I consider some of his movies. Yeah, right. I don't know if I have an absolute favorite. I liked The Rock. I liked Sorcerer's Apprentice and Snake Eyes, National Treasure. I haven't seen a whole lot of his movies. Yeah. I saw Raising Arizona. If I have to, if I have to try to pick, I can't pick one. My my favorite Nick Cage movies. It's a tie between Sorcerer's Apprentice and The Rock. Nice. Oh, that's a tough one because those are The Rock is one of my favorite Nick Cage ones. Right, and it's just, it's hard. And that's why I can't decide. So they're both number one. Yeah, The Rock I loved. The Rock and Con Air are my two favorite Nick Cage movies. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat Sean Connery though. Yeah. Ooh, I love Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. He was nice. And that was the only movie I ever saw with my uh, with my stepfather. <laughs> ah, Joe. Um. <laughs> Oh, and who else? Ed, Ed, something. Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, the the bad guy in that movie. Yeah. Ed Harris. Harris, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, if you'd like, you can go back and enjoy the first episode of Cage Match that Ryan and I did that <laughs> maybe ten people listened to <laughs> about yeah. the Roth. That's fine. Oh, what we need to try doing next time is have all of us. If it's feasible, well, when obviously this virus stuff ends or lets up, is we need to be recording it while we're watching it. So then we get like our, or pick a movie that we, none of us have watched. Yeah. We're just literally giving our recorded opinion of if we like it, we don't like it, what could be better. I think that'd be a cool experience. Uh, I remember the first time we did Cage Match, we watched the movies at your house and then reviewed them right yep. after, and we made poor Diana sit through the rock and kind of... <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's child abuse. How well, maybe since it's been a while since she was part of it, oh, we should make she, her do that again. She would have been six or seven at the oh, time. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, jeez. Guys are awful. Good times. Good times indeed. <laughs> Um, so, anyone listening to this, uh, let us know what you thought. Um, is there a Nick Cage movie you'd like to hear us review? Ooh. Good or bad, animated, voiceovers, anything. We'll do it, if we have to. <laughs> if we have to. I like how you added that bit. <laughs> Ryan, we can't go another five and a half years between episodes. No, no. I'll be almost 60, so. Isn't that next year? 
Cage have any Firefly connections? I should. You know what? I have to research that. Six has to be of Nicholas Cage. It could be a thing. Can you imagine? Hey, just think if Firefly was still going on, he could have did a cameo. He yeah. could have played one of the Reavers, the crazy oh, Reavers. That would be. Funny. He could have been the new Wash. Dude, that's too soon. Oh, Sarah's giving me an evil look too. <laughs> Virtual high five, Sarah. Yo, you know it, buddy. Shaking her head at me and everything. Damn right I am. <laughs> Jackass. Oh, man. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you doing this, and uh, it's great talking to you again, man. Yeah, like I said, we won't wait five years next time, especially now. We, well, I've only thought that we could do it, like, face-to-face, but... Now we can do it virtually. You know what? Yeah, age, right? when this whole deal is over, let's do a live cage match. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be very be cool. Uh, if you want to hang out for a second when we're done recording, we'll we'll say our goodbyes. Yeah. But uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks Woo-hoo. to Sarah for being part of her first cage match. My very first yeah. cage match. Yay. And I'm just going to say. Thank you, for the first cage match. Yay. And thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, why couldn't you just put the bunny back in the box? Put the bunny. This is where we need voiceovers for that, like little clips. Oh, <laughs> I will have some clips on here, sir. I've already found the Go Tyler. Go Tyler. Oh, Lord. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.